James chapter 5, verse 16. Now, there's more to be read there, but I, I, we're just going to read this. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. How about that? Hmm. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now that's what the Bible says. The effectual. Do you ever wonder what an effectual prayer is? Or a fervent prayer? We know better what that is because that's like people say, pray real hard. Well, it's got to be effectual. Fervent won't get it. You can pray fervently, but if it's not effectual, we're not getting anywhere. Wouldn't you like to pray effectively? Effectually, as the Bible says. Most people are frustrated about praying because they don't understand what it is. And there's so many different takes on it. I, I, I would... I would guess, just from observation through my life, there's probably more books on prayer than there are on any other subject. That's right. I mean, talking about Christianity and God. Everybody seems to want to know how to pray, but they are like everything else, it seems to me. They just want somebody to tell them what to say. I mean, some kind of trick, gimmick. Tell me what works. You know, did you ever see this, anything written? I've seen a lot of things written. It says, pray this prayer. Here's a prayer for you. You know, I don't think that's praying at all. That's some kind of game, some kind of superstitious game. Read this. Say this. Is it like an incantation that witches do and people like that to get something to happen with words? No, prayer's not that at all. Effectual prayer. In my opinion, and I believe it's right, the first order of business is that you have to be in one accord with God. You have to be one. You have to have the mind of Christ. Because there's another verse, a couple of them I want to read here in First John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything... What's the next words? Anybody know? According to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. My, that's been so rested and twisted and, and turned the wrong way to, to suit our selfish ideas about prayer. And how, our idea of prayer most of the time is how we can move God, change God's mind. How we can convince God to give us what we want or what we think is needs to be done. We want the answer, we want to pray in such a way that we can get God to agree with us in what we think needs to be done, what we need to have, what needs to happen. That's the way most people pray. They just go at God like these children go at us when they want something. They go at God like somebody does at some uh, somebody else when they're trying to uh, get a job done or get or purchase something or get you to purchase something. I mean, 
you know, you got to be of one mind and you got to be in tune and you got to understand things the same way. What's the problem between the children and us adults now? Mother and father and grandma and grandpa. They always wanting something, aren't they? They're always wanting something. Or they're wanting you to do something. Or give them something. Or go someplace. They're wanting to move something. Boy, when they get like these, they're always got a plan. They got a plan. And they, their job, their, their challenge is to get you on board with it. Well, sometimes they want to do some real dumb things. <laughs> yes. Dangerous things. Things that don't, that you can't do. Well, that's the way we go at God, see? He sees and He understands all. And He's all wise. And we're not. And we're just seeing through a glass darkly at the very best. We only know in part. He knows all. He sees all. He's all wise. Our biggest deal is to trust in His wisdom. But we got to pray. And we... And we pray, and it is supplications, and it is for needs, and all of that. But when we ask anything in, of Him, a petition, whatever it is there, we have to ask it according to His will. Right. Not my will, but Thy will be done. Right. Now Jesus prayed that in the most desperate moment of His life. The struggle was in the garden, not on the cross. That's right. And that's what he prayed. Lord, if it be possible, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Yes, and if you know when he there's teaching you to pray. There's where we learn how to really pray. As he did, that's the way we need to do. And all of that was just extra. I didn't even have all that planned to say. But one of the effects of believing on the Lord Jesus Christ is having the assurance that our prayers will be answered. Now, a saved person believes in prayer. A saved person practices prayer. You're going to pray. If you're saved, you're going to pray. An atheist is going to pray. Let the airplanes start to crash. I've seen and heard all the audio so many times. That's, that's who they go to calling on when the situation is desperate. A saved person practices prayer, but not as a ritual or religious exercise. Now, you may be around people that do that, and you may be influenced by that, but you're, if you're really saved, you're going to learn better than to just pray in a ritual. You know, in Spanish, they have two words for prayer. One is, is to just recite. And the other one is to pray. And there's a distinction between the words. We just got one word, like we do for love. You know, I love pizza, I love spaghetti, I love my car, I love my wife and my children. <laughs> Something missing there. And that's the way it is with prayer too. We say prayer, well, the Pope prays. They got prayers for sale and on Amazon and all of this. But, but it's a, there's a difference between communing with God from bringing a petition to God from one of His children 
than just reading some prayer or reciting some memorized prayer. The rosary is just a, a recited prayer. They say it every day. Exact words, same thing. And they think it has some kind of power to affect things. It has no power to affect things. Jesus said they think they're heard for their much speaking. Many words. And it doesn't work that way. No. The idea is to get through to God that God hears us. Well, we know He hears us. But we need to be on the same channel as God. A saved person prays, and it's not a ritual. It's not a religious exercise. It's a communion with God. A saved person knows that God will hear and answer his prayers. I don't... You know, I've never consciously thought, God ain't listening to me since I've been saved. God hears my prayers. Yes. I mean, I don't have any doubt that He's listening to me. Yes. But what He does about what I'm asking, that's a different story. Power with God is not power to make God do what we say in our prayers. Power with God is to be in the same, to see the world as God does. To have the mind of Christ. So that when we go to Him in prayer, we can be laborers together with Him instead of us pulling against Him and trying to get Him to work over here because Lord, not, I mean, don't pay attention to that. Come over here. Here's where the problem is. And Lord, here's what you need to do. We know what needs done here. Now, we're asking you to do it. <laughs> Uh, I can see so many examples, you know, just like one little girl and a and a male chicken here a week or two ago. <laughs> I mean, I was there. She was absolutely pleading and petitioning her father to kill that chicken. And she wanted it dead. And she thinks it's the one that come after her. Her mama says it ain't. But she is totally convinced you killed the wrong chicken. That thing's still alive and it's after me. It's going to get me. Somebody do something. And nobody's done nothing. Why not? Because it ain't the chicken. She just thinks it is. How many times do we pray to God like that? Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. He says, that ain't the problem at all. If If that was the problem, I'd do something about it. Yes, sir. Our prayer must be according to His will. Asking for those things which He has said in His Word that He's willing to grant. There's a lot of things in the Bible that God has said specifically, precisely, that He would forgive or He would do because it's His will. Forgiveness is one of them. And Psalm 86 and verse 5, For Thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon Thee. Now that's confidence there. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. I mean, there's forgiveness with God. It's conditioned on your repentance, turning away from it. Your confession and your repentance, you're forgiven. God promises. So when you are guilty, you can come to God and ask forgiveness 
I mean, in your prayer, you can petition God. And he, he's not going to say, nope, nope, nope. Not yet, not yet. No, forgiveness is right at hand to the repentant heart. To the honest, repentant heart. Forgiveness is there. It's an absolute, sure thing that God will answer that prayer. Some, I've, I've met people who told me God would never forgive me for what I did. I've heard that out of people's mouths. How can you say that? You're contradicting God Himself in His Word. He says that He will forgive. Isaiah 55 verse 6 and 7. Seek ye the Lord while He may be found. Call ye upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. The Bible is full of this. It's what makes God different than all the other religions. Do they have anything like this? No. No. They sure don't. Second Chronicles 7.14 Here we all know this by heart. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways what, what will God do? Well, He said I'll hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Look at the shape we're in. In our country, in our world, and there's the promise of God right there in one verse that will fix everything. Is anybody listening to it? God in heaven who made it everything, who set the bounds of their habitations and all the world's about to blow sky high and it's full of violence and hatred and murder. And that's the answer right there. What are we going to do? Well, we'll take everybody's guns away. No, you won't take everybody's guns away. You just take the guns away from anybody that do something about this. Well, we need to have an election. <laughs> sure. sure. That's all. Well, if we just get rid of money, that'd stop all the thieving and everything. Are you kidding me? If my people, if my people, was your call by my name, Will humble himself. What a promise that God has made right there. I'll hear from heaven. I promise you. If you'll just call. If you'll just do this. If you'll just humble yourselves and pray and turn from your wicked ways. The people who are called by God's name. If they'll just do that. I'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin. And I'll heal their land. Pray, pray, pray. Everybody's talking about praying. Well, what about that right there? That's the will of God. You can pray that. Be, that is absolutely praying in the will of God. Why ain't somebody doing it? Why ain't everybody doing it? I want to learn to pray. Well, praying for forgiveness is a sure, will bring a sure answer from God. You can pray for sanctification. You want to be holy? You want to be more sanctified, more set apart for God? You want to be more pleasing in God's sight? 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 3, For this is the will of God, 
even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication. It's the will of God. Pray, God, help me be more holy. Lord, deliver me from temptation. Lord, help me to walk closer to you. He will. That's the will of God. You're praying for something He wants to. You're asking Him to do something that He's wanting to do. He's waiting on you to be willing. He's willing. Are you willing? Comfort. John 14, verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Lord, help me. Still my heart. Lord, give me peace. Lord, help me. And all this trouble and all this sorrow and grief and all this persecution and conflict in my life. Help me. Give me peace. You're praying in the will of God. But we'd rather pray for money or a new fishing pole or a new car or truck or help me win this lottery. You know. Not the will of God. Not praying in the will of God when we're praying for selfish desires. Never in the will of God when we're praying for selfish desires. The kind of prayer that really is effective, effectual. Now remember, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Pray in the will of God. Pray effectively. Pray for something that God has promised to give if you ask Him. John fourteen sixteen, And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another comforter, that He may abide with you forever. See, even Jesus prayed for us that way. I will pray the Father and He'll send you another comforter. Grace to help in time of need. We can pray for that. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Time of need. You need help. You need wisdom. You need understanding. You need to know what to do. God said He'd tell you if you just ask Him. You ever done that? You ever said, Lord, I don't know what to do. The children of Israel prayed that way. They said, Lord, neither know we what to do. God answer him, yes! He's promised to answer. Find yourself in that situation a lot of times in life. Unless you're just staying in your room watching soap operas all the time. Wisdom. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. What if you don't ask? What if, what if you just know what you're going to do? You know what you want to do. You know what you ought to do. And that's what you're going to do. And you ain't going to ask mom, dad, nobody else. You ain't going to ask God. Is God going to give you wisdom? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Who giveth liberally to all men. He'll just pour it out on you. More than you know what to do with. Just like everything else with God. Deliverance from evil. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, and they shall not overflow thee. 
those uh, now that's Isaiah. So those children of Israel going across the Jordan, you know, they had never heard that yet. I don't guess Isaiah wasn't been around, but I mean, they knew that. Look at there. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. After, when thou walk, wait, when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon me thee. The Hebrew boys knew that too. Ain't that so? <laughs> the priests knew that when they set their foot on when their sole of their foot touched the water. God ain't gonna let the river wash us down the stream. There was faith there, see. They didn't look at the river like Peter looked at the sea and sank. They looked at the river and and this is the young generation, see, that had been in the desert all their life. Mm -hmm. And they believed God. Yes. And God had said, cross. And they knew it. They believed it. So they're going to cross. Flood or no flood. God ain't going to let us wash off down the river after telling us to get in. So they just put their foot in the water. Help in the furtherance of the gospel. Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. See, this is a big one. Nowadays, people don't count on God's help in the furtherance of the gospel. Winning souls. Uh, the furtherance of the kingdom of God. Getting the gospel out to the world. Don't trust in God. We trust in our methods. In our books. In our plans. In all the things that successful men have done to get her done. That's what everybody trusts in. But who should we be trusting in? If any, if unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. And it's God that gives the increase. What are we to do? We sow and we water. God gives the increase. We do whatever is at hand to do in this matter of winning souls. It's God that puts people across our paths. I believe that. And ever since I started living that way, it's been a wonderful thing in my life. And, and quit this burdensome binding, trying to force everybody I see and feeling like I'm going to go to hell or they're going to go to hell. If I don't say, them, say something to them, every person I see, God lets you know. God is involved in this matter. And if we pray, He'll direct us. Matthew 28, verse 19, 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. You do it God's way, God's with you. Now, I'd rather have God with me than some than my papers that I got at some college or some from some pe big time successful evangelist or preacher that got it done. Built the biggest church in America. You know, no. Rather have God. There's a difference. If we pray according to His will, our prayer will be limited by what God knows is best for us. 
There's that element in our prayer. On our side. I mean, on our, in our prayer, in our consciousness, when we pray, we're, we understand that. That we're asking God to do something and we don't know all the ins and outs and we don't know the future. We don't know what all is involved, but we trust and know that God does. And so what we desire, what we think needs to be done, the, the need we see with our eyes is only part of the whole equation. And we, when we pray, we come to God humbly acknowledging that fact. God will honor that. Yes, He will. He won't just shove us aside and go telling God what to do. Blinded by our own desires. I want, I want, I want. I'm ready. I want. This is what I think. And I believe it's right because I want it. How much do we believe is right because we want it? Or because we think it? Or in our great judgment and skill, we can discern the thoughts and intents of other people's hearts and minds. Nah. You don't get nowhere praying like that. I can't read anybody's heart, neither can you. God does, though, and He can. And when we pray and ask Him to deal with other people and all of this, we need to understand that we don't know. All the circumstances. It'd do us well if we'd just wise up in our own life, in our earthly communications and, and involvements with other people. We'd just realize that about other people. You don't know what's going on. The Indians knew better than that. They said, don't judge a man till you walk a mile in his moccasins. You don't know what's going on in their lives and you don't know what's gonna go on in their lives and you don't know what God's doing in their life. And so, we pray for God's will. So our prayer, according to, if when we pray according to His will, we'll be limited by what God knows is best for us and, and we're not always the best judge of that, what's best for us or what's best for somebody else. Therefore, we'll be willing to take no for an answer and trust God with it. We won't just keep praying, keep praying until something happens. Something happens? Yeah, something happens like I get my way. Like God comes on and through and does what I say. That's what praying till something happens means. What would he have to do? Shout from heaven with a voice of thunder and say, No! <laughs> what would you do? We wouldn't accept it then. Nope, 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 nope. That's not what we're praying for. We're going to keep praying. We're going to beat this door down until you do what we say. I think that's what importunity means there. That, that's the way everybody's interpreted that. I've read books and books about prayer and they all go that route and say that's the way it is. I mean, you just keep praying. Keep praying. Like, an, like God is an unjust judge and that's where he's like. That ought to put a red flag up for you right there. God reckoned to an unjust judge? And, and he just got sick of it. Couldn't put up with her. He just gave her what he wanted so she'd leave him alone. And that's the way you pray to God and get what you want. All the prayer books say that. I don't believe it. Not for a minute. You ain't going to aggravate God to death until He just gives up and lets you do what you want. Gives you what you want. Our petition must not require God to violate 
any law or principle he's laid down. Now, there's no need for a lazy man or woman to pray for God to give him a good uh, crop when he's done nothing to that end himself. Just lay around in your hammock and drink coffee. <laughs> and then wait on God and pray to God to give you a good crop. Give me a good crop, God. And you ain't sowed, you ain't, you ain't plowed, you ain't weeded, you ain't sowed. You ain't gonna, God ain't going to give you nothing. You lazy thing. I heard a preacher say one time, and I've always believed he was right. He said, I don't believe a lazy man can even be saved. You've got to think about that and study about that. And I believe that's about right. Lazy is, is selfish. Self-centered, self-concerned. Somebody who's not lazy is working, who is expending themselves. They're doing something. They're given of themselves. Lazy people don't. They just lay there and wait on somebody to hark it to them. So they ain't no need in praying. Things that... Unless... Alright? There's Some have prayed for help to win while gambling. They do it all the time. Yeah. That's not according to His will. You think, you think gambling is the will of God? You think... Drinking liquor is the will of God. A lot of Baptists do now. A lot of them think ain't nothing wrong gambling. Ain't nothing wrong drinking. Ain't nothing wrong with nothing. But you're going to pray to God in in the will of God and ask Him to do stuff to help you with your ungodly? No. You say, well, that's pretty... That's pretty... uh, you know, just that's pretty. What's the word I'm looking for? Obnoxious or whatever. Just come to God and ask Him to do something like that for you. But people who sit in church pews do the same thing. It's just a different flavor. It's just a different shade of the same color. They're asking for stuff for themselves, things for themselves. They're asking for their way. And they want their way. And they want God to help them with it. You, know, you lose your life, you find it. Yes. Save your life, you lose it. That's what God's looking for. For us to be one with Him. Yeah. One in mind. One in heart. To see the world as He sees it. To see souls as He sees them. To see life as He sees it. That's why it's important to know Christ as He is in the Bible. And that's why we're preaching, trying to, on the life of Christ. Because it's so important. He showed us how. He showed us how to do everything. How to win in temptation. He showed us how to pray effectually and fervently. Over and over He showed us. By His example. By His instruction. He gave us instruction when He gave what they call the Lord's Prayer. Our Father which art in heaven. He said, pray after this manner. And gave us just an outline to pray by. An idea of what kind, how to get your mind and your heart and your soul in the right attitude when you come to God. And then He showed us how to pray in the garden. And in John 17... We must be doing the way. We can't ask God to do a, a, a you know, we, 
Let me back up here. For God to grant our petition, it must be what's, what is best for the good of the whole. The whole. We can't ask God to do us a special favor at the expense of someone else. You know, if a tornado is coming, and it's coming right at us, and we say, Oh Lord, please turn that tornado over on them. <laughs> well, we got to be real careful how we say that, you know. I mean, boy, that tornado just barely missed my house, got my neighbor, but I sure thank the Lord that it didn't hit my house. Yes, sir. <laughs> How's that sound to the neighbor? The neighbor hears that. You praising God because it hit his house instead of yours. What a Christian. So when we pray, we got to pray for the good of the whole. Selfishness can't be involved in it. Just can't be involved in it. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. Pray for a loved one. They're sick. They may die. How do you pray for them without getting self-involved? How do you pray for them without your emotions involved in it? Pray like Jesus did. Yes, he prayed for us. Yes, sir. Without praying selfishly. He prayed for our good. Ask the Father for our good. <laughs> it's really simple. It's not complicated. We've got to be doing the will of God in our lives. Otherwise, there's no way we can pray according to His will. If we're not living right, doing right, walking after the Spirit and not after the flesh, if we're not, we can't pray right. First John chapter 3, verse 22, And whatsoever ye ask, not ye, we, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him because we, anybody know? Keep His commandments. Did you know that's in the Bible? You'll never hear the Pentecostals and the Charismaniacs saying that. They find another verse don't have that in it, you know. Keep His commandments. Why nobody can keep His commandments? And all the Baptists too. They don't believe you. Anybody, they all believe you don't. You can't keep His commandments. I mean, <laughs> nobody can. Well, then tell me what that means. If you can't, then you can't pray. Because that's what it says. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Amen. Well, you need to get that in your soul so you can see the error in the other people. We're reading Spurgeon this morning at the Daily Thing. And Spurgeon, I like... But boy, he can sure err. Just like this morning in that same old thing. If there weren't a devil and if everything was perfect in your life, that corruption that's in you would still... You, so what about the new birth? What about regeneration? What about that new heart? What about if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature and old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. What about all that? What about the Spirit of God that dwells in us? What about that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost? It's holy. It's not that way. No. You can do those things which are pleasing in His sight. Yes. If you can't, we're in a bad way. Yes, I mean, I don't know if I want to even continue with this if that's the way it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. It's not the way it is. No. It's true. Never has been. 
And everybody that loved God through the centuries and the millennia knows that. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You can walk and do those things which are pleasing in His sight. That don't mean... It don't, see, don't, don't jump over there where you got that second work of sanctification and you get, and annihilated that sinful nature. Uh, see, you're, you're talking about the same thing, only you're just making up stuff. Ain't no such a thing. As long as you're breathing on this earth, you're going to face temptation. And that don't mean because there's some kind of corruption in this body that's making you do that. You're in a world full of sin. You live in the septic tank of the universe. Yes, sir. How are you going to keep that stink off of you? Yes. You walk with God. And you pray for cleansing and, and, and sanctification, which He said He would help us and do for us. Yes, sir. So we can ask, and receive. John, James chapter 4 verse 3. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. There you go. What have I been saying to you all the way through here? You can't pray for selfish interests. Self you just came. That's obnoxious. That's abominable to God. God can't stand that. that, that that's the fly in the ointment of the apothecary. Makes the whole thing stink. Right. Me, me, I, I. I watch that in prayer. You know, It's like a light goes off if I mention me. Oh Lord, help me. You know when God, that light don't ever go off when I say Lord help Brother Matt. Lord help my wife. Don't ever, I don't ever feel any kind of check praying for somebody else. Asking for somebody else. Asking for myself? Uh, Seems like I just run into a wall. He, has, he knows what I have need of before I ask Him. God will take care of me. I just got to trust Him. I don't know about you. That's why we pray for other people. Amen. We, I'm just about done. We know that we have the petitions we desired of Him. We know that. We have the assurance that God has not disregarded our prayer. God didn't hear me. Oh, yes, He did. He heard every prayer. Mm-mm-mm. Well, we get to heaven. You ever read Revelation? They're all there. God heard every one of them. God's got a record of every one of them. Even if the answer doesn't come immediately, God heard a prayer. We know that it will be answered according to what according to what will do the most good for us. When we know that he he hears our petition, he hears us, then we know that the answer is going to be what is best for us and everybody else. God's going to do what's right for everybody. And He ain't going to take from somebody to give to you. Hurt somebody else to bless you. God ain't going to do that. 
We know that it will be answered that way. Alright, I'm going to read you a few verses here and I'm going to quit. John fourteen thirteen through 15 And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now that don't mean you just say, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name I ask. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying the same thing. If you ask it like Jesus would ask of the Father. If you ask it in the, the same way. Do you understand what I'm saying? If we pray to where that God the Father couldn't, you know, we sounded to Him just like Jesus praying to us. Now that's in His name. You know, it's not this claim I lay. I'm saying this, I'm claiming this in the name of Jesus. That's just religious rhetoric and talk and cliches. The Bible talks about it in my name, in my name. I don't mean we can just attach His name to it and that's, that's, the, that's the password that gets us in. No. So, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. Oh, why'd he stick that in there? Talking about praying, and he, there he did it again. Something about keeping his commandments has to do with getting our prayers answered. Y'all know that? Yes, sir. <laughs> it's connected. It's one of those if-then things. Like the Second Chronicles 7.14 we were just read there. If my people... Then will I hear. See, they had a they had a computer argument there back way back then. If then, John chapter fifteen verse seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Quite a condition right there. If I, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Alright. Is anybody qualified? Right now. I mean, right now, this minute. Are you qualified? Are you abiding in Christ? Have you been abiding in Christ? Has his words been abiding in you? I don't mean they're just there for you to get. I mean, abide means to dwell with. Walk with. Do you walk with God? Is His Word an ever-present influence upon your life? Well, if it's that way, you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done indeed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. A righteous man. Key. James chapter 5 verse 16. Here we read this to start with. But confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. Lots of sickness. Reckon that's got anything to do with why there's so much sickness? Is there any connection there? I believe there is. It's always connected with healing. They want to talk about healing, but they don't want to talk about sin. They want to talk about healing, but they don't want to talk about faults and conflicts and envies and strifes among us. They don't want to talk about that. It's heal, Lord, heal. Confess your faults one to another. 
pray for one another that you may be healed. Anytime I've seen a real move of God, that's what preceded it right there. Every time. People getting right with one another. Sincerely, truly, and honestly. Psalm 34, 17. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Wonderful. Hallelujah for that. But who cried? The righteous. It's a key thing, you see. You live right. You walk with God. You keep His commandments. You do what's pleasing in His sight. You can pray. Prayer is just... That unlocks the door of prayer. Doing right. Being right. Go on fighting and fussing. And go on criticizing. And go on being bitter. And... And hateful and mean and ornery and proud and arrogant. You ain't going to pray nothing. You couldn't pray. I mean, your prayers don't go no higher than the ceiling of the house. Get right with God. Learn what it's like to pray. To have an ever-present help in time of trouble. The righteous cry. And the Lord heareth. Simple. Not a lot of words there. Simply put, the righteous cry. Now the wicked cry, who hears them? It's Proverbs 15 verse 29. The Lord is far from the wicked, but He heareth the prayer of the righteous. So there again, do you qualify? Right now. Are you... Among the righteous. Religion. And it's phony baloney. Whittle it all down to where it's just a, a word game. Where, you're, where righteousness means nothing practically. Where it's all some high doctrine, where it's all a deal in heaven, where they just move the books around, cook the books, and I'm righteous, even though I'm wicked right now, I'm righteous. No. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. That's the only one. You don't do righteousness, you're not righteous in the sight of God. And that goes for me and everybody else. That's the way it is. If you're righteous in the sight of God, there's gonna be, it's going to be visible in your life, in your talk, in your attitude. The righteous cry, God heareth them. There's, that's what this world is made up of, the righteous and the wicked. And which one are you? If you were given a test... I mean, like they used to say a long time ago, if you had to go before a jury and have a jury decide if you are righteous or wicked and they knew everything about you, what would happen? How would you be judged? According to what you say and you think or what, what the evidence says? Sobering thought, ain't it? I just encourage you to walk with God and be righteous because there's some benefits that are wonderful. And one of them is to be able to pray. You never know when you're going to be need, when you're going to need to pray right now. 
and know that God hears you. I can't imagine what it would be like to be so messed up with God and my, and that I couldn't... That when I prayed, I knew He wasn't hear me. The heavens were brass. That's what... That's just a little bit about prayer. This thoughts tonight. We all need to pray. We need to be a praying church. Prayer is not to show off with. Brag about. And boast. It's just... The benefits of prayer are more than just the physical manifestations of an answered prayer. Yes, it is. Pray without ceasing. Praying always. Yes. All right. Amen. I hope you pray. What if we prayed for these lost people on our list? effectually and fervently. What if there were... You know, that's the thing. How many righteous people... Look at those names. How many righteous people are ever say a prayer for them? Look at people you meet on the street that you think are awful looking and abominable. Just ask yourself the question. I mean, really, is there a righteous person on the face of God's earth that's ever said a prayer for them? Ever prayed for them? let alone effectually and fervently, what would happen if we did? I've done told you, God answers these prayers. He's willing, if we're willing, to pray according to His will. If we, you know, if we'd ask, I mean, what happens if we don't pray? God just do it anyway? No, there's a thing there. There's something there. We're supposed to pray. Do that, do, do, like there in James, do, does everybody get healed? If we don't confess our faults one to another, and if we don't pray for one another, and we don't ask God, and don't pray, God, does God just heal them anyway? No. Don't pray. Pray effectually. Pray effectually. You can't pray effectually if you're not righteous. Amen. Father, thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for the privilege of prayer. Help us, Lord, to realize its value. Your death opened that veil into the Holy of Holies for us. Made a way for us to come before the throne of grace boldly. And Lord, help us to avail ourselves of this great privilege you've given us. Gentiles. My, your chosen people never had such a privilege as we have into your very presence. Lord, help us not to take it lightly, treat it carelessly, and help us to realize the value, the necessity of it, the importance, the, the, how it's such a vital thing to our life, to the work of God, to the souls of our children. Help us, Father, to realize this and to, and to learn how to pray in Your will. In Jesus' name, amen.